Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I'll tell you what, there is a lot of concern around the Philadelphia Eagles, and there should be right now, and it's not just about the quarterback. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hit us up on Twitter, at Chris Carlin, at Chris Canty 99 I'm worried. I'm worried about the Eagles. I'm worried about them. <laughs> uh, they need the number one uh, seed in the NFC. And the reason I'm worried, Chris, is not just that they let the Saints come in yesterday and beat them at home. I understand it's Gardner Minshew. That's not completely why they lost the game. He was bad. Yeah. It's not completely why they lost the game. He was really bad. Yeah. But they slept, They were sleepwalking in that game. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. You cannot let the Saints come in when you have that on the line and a chance to just handle your own business the way you want to in week 18, have it mean nothing for you. And you now have put yourself in a situation where two straight weeks you have not been able to lock up the division and the number one seed. Well, I think we can dismiss Michael Parsons' claims that it's all about the system when it comes to the Eagles' offense, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was just absolutely abysmal yesterday. And one of the things that made the Eagles' offense special was their ability to be able to run the football and set up opportunities for chunk plays in the passing game downfield because you were having to put extra defenders in the box to slow down the run. You don't have that threat when Gardner Minshew's at quarterback versus Jalen Hurts, and the run game just hasn't been able to find its footing, no pun intended. Uh, and You couple that with the fact that your front seven on defense allowed the Saints to run the ball 35 times for a buck 30. Carlin, it's going to be hard to win football games when you do that. It was a certainly, It certainly felt like it was a game where the Eagles thought that they were going to roll their helmet out there and get a win against the and, New Orleans Saints. And they had tightened up against the run, and now that's gone again. Yeah. I, the whole thing, they showed up as if it was a foregone conclusion, we're just going to put the bow on this one. Yeah, I mean, listen, the defensive line, Carlin, was playing the run on the way to the quarterback. They had seven sacks yesterday, yeah. and they've got 69 sacks on the season, so that part is not lost on them. But, I mean, you are concerned about what's been going on with the run game on both sides of the ball and this is not the time of the year when you want to have those kind of concerns. I know Jalen Hurts is going to cure a lot of those ails when he's back in the lineup, especially with the offensive rushing output, but you have to be concerned about the up-and-down nature of what we've seen on the defensive side of the ball because for weeks they'll feel like they've figured it out, and then you'll have weeks where they allow the New Orleans Saints to do what they did yesterday. Now, all that said, Carlin, what really turned that game was the pick six by Marshawn Lattimore in the fourth quarter. That's really what changed it and put it out of reach because it felt like there was an opportunity for the Eagles to win that game. I'm not sure about the Nick Seriani call to go for it on fourth down in midfield with eight and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Didn't love it. I don't think you have to do that, especially with three timeouts in your back pocket. Punt the football away, pin them deep, play the field position game, and you're probably coming out of that with a win. But I think that decision, coupled with the Marshawn Lattimore pick six, changed the game for the Eagles, and now they've got to fight for their lives to not only lock up the number one seed, but to win the division in the NFC East. Chris, if they don't have the number one seed, you can kiss it all goodbye. I, I don't think they're going on the road and winning a game. I, not winning a game. I, for instance, I can look at the San Francisco 49ers, even after yesterday, and say they don't have to have the number one seed to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Eagles have to have the number one seed to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to go to San Francisco and win that game. I don't see that. Yeah, 
I, I yeah. think it's very, very difficult. I mean, look at are we are we paying attention to what Christian McCaffrey's doing right now? Yeah, this guy's been amazing. Yeah, it's been such a perfect fit for that team, and so it all boils down to: Is Jalen Hurts going to play this week against the Giants? Here is Tim McManus, ESPN Eagles reporter, on primetime on ESPN Radio last night. My full expectation is that that Hurts is going to play in this one. Talking uh, with the, to people within the organization, you know, this has always kind of been a health safety issue for why he's been out the last two weeks, but I don't get the sense from them that they view this as like a, a major injury. I think it's more of like the minor variety that they, they just didn't want to do anything that would impede uh, the healing and, and have this shoulder linger. But they feel like Hurts is in a pretty good spot. And, uh, you know, it's, it's my belief that, that he'll be the quarterback against New York. I am somebody that believes in the notion that uh, with him not being on the field the last couple of weeks, you can make almost a better case for him being the MVP. Because, yeah. look, at Chris, don't not just with how uh, Gardner Minshew performed, but more so with how that team responds to having him on the field. I mean, all the way around, you see just how valuable Jalen Hurts has been to them this year. If he's out there this week, they will beat the Giants. Well, Jalen Hurts has been the most efficient quarterback in pro football this year. Now, yeah. I don't think he's going to win the MVP. I don't that think be- he will either. That belongs to Pat Mahomes. But so I can make another- the argument based on this. <laughs> yeah, well, Mahomes had another phenomenal day yes. yesterday, though. Pat, no, Mahomes, he's, is, Pat listen, Mahomes is other world. He's going to win. Mahomes is going to win the MVP. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts is a really, really good quarterback, and he makes that much of a difference in terms of how this team plays, not just on the offensive side of the ball, but also how the defense complements what the offense does. So, yeah, I, I think that... It's going to be important to have him out there, but Carlin, I feel like it's going to be a lot harder for the Eagles to get this win in Week 18 than the Dallas Cowboys who are playing the Washington Commanders in Week 18. The Commanders don't know if they're coming or going right now. Yeah, With that situation, that debacle with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, (laughs) it's not outside of the realm of possibility that the Dallas Cowboys could actually win the division. It's not. Now, I do think that the Eagles with Jalen Hurts in the lineup win it, but we still don't know what version of Jalen Hurts we're going to see. And so we have to wait until the game kicks off to see how Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen call the game and whether or not they believe that that shoulder, that that SC injury that uh, Hurts is dealing with, ends up uh, you know, potentially you know, limiting what his effectiveness is going to be. So, I, I mean, this is going to be fascinating to watch in Week 18. I think this is one of those games that everybody circles because depending on – what kind of form Jalen Hurts is in, is that's going to define the ceiling on this Eagles team once we get to the playoffs. Do you believe the Eagles win this week? Wow. Yeah, it's a long wow. it's a long pause just because I don't know what we're going to see from Jalen Hurts. Well, the 49ers are not losing this week. No, they're playing the Raiders. Yeah. The, 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 the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals. Yeah. They're not losing this week. No. I mean, the, 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 the Cowboys are not losing this week. No. So, I mean, it's just... You have some serious concerns. This SC joint injury, we don't know how Jalen Hurts is going to respond to that. He's a quarterback, and it's on his throwing shoulder. We don't know his effectiveness. We don't know if they're going to utilize him as a runner. So all of those things factor into the math. And I'm not saying the Giants are world beaters. No, but, but Dable there's a reason, they're playing the starters. There's a reason why Brian Dable is playing the starters. Yeah. They're going to try to win this game. And they're a playoff team. So I, I do think the Eagles take care of their business at home. But but Carlin, I'm not saying it with my chest. Uh, yeah, I look. I the two things I don't know is Dable says we're going to play our starters. Does that mean he's going to play our starters the whole game? I don't know about that. I, I 
if you get to halftime and you got guys healthy and you can't do anything to improve your own uh, standing, which they're locked in right now into the sixth spot, why would you put anybody else out there? But, Car- but Carlin, can you, if, it, if it's a close game, if it's a one-possession game at halftime, can you justify pulling your starters? I could pull the old Doug Peterson and throw Nate Sudfeld out there. Yeah, how'd that work out for Doug Peterson? <laughs> not well. Yeah, exactly. Not well. So, no, no, I don't think that ends up happening. I don't think Dayball plays that game, but that's the point, though. That's why it was such a missed opportunity for the Eagles yesterday against the Saints. I am shocked. I Listen, if he goes out there and he's nowhere close to what, he's, what he has been, then, the, then all bets are off, okay? But if he's on the field... And he's 85, 90, 95 percent. I'm not worried about it. And I'm not worried about them winning this week. They're at home in Philadelphia. Yesterday was a kick in the groin. It really was. But they did it to themselves. They did it to themselves. And all you ask Gardner Minshew is to play at the same level that he played at the week before against the Cowboys. Uh If he played the way he played on Christmas Eve yesterday... Then this is a, this is a, this is a non-starter conversation. The Eagles have punched their ticket. They're the number one seed. But because he didn't, now you're talking about them having to play Jalen Hurts in a gotta-have-a-game, Carlin, and that's not ideal for a quarterback that's coming off of a shoulder injury to his throwing arm. I, I don't have any question in my mind who is the most dangerous team in the NFC right now. It's San Francisco. It is. Yeah. Even off of yesterday, I, I, I get it. They gave up 34 no, points. No, no, and see, I see that the, the other way, Carlin. I think that was exactly what you want for Brock Purdy. To be in that situation. Oh, absolutely. You've got to go make plays. First time he's playing from behind, a double-digit deficit. The game goes to overtime. He's got to make throws. He absolutely did. To be in that situation yep. and watch him respond to that kind of pressure with his playmaking ability, like that's what you he want. He went down now, the listen, field twice. He got away he with to. one with that lollipop he threw yep. up to Brandon Ayuk. But, I mean, it ended up setting up an opportunity for Robbie Gold. Um, now, Robbie Gold has got to be better with making the kick <sighs> in the fourth quarter as opposed to overtime. But that's neither here nor there. But that's the situation that can breed confidence for a young quarterback because he hadn't been in that spot before since he took over the reins. And I agree, and this is part of why I think the argument is is there to be made. Brock Purdy's had a lot more impact on the fortunes of his team right now than Aaron Rodgers has had on the Packers. Carlin, remind me, who did I have winning the NFC this year? You had the 49ers. Okay. Who did you have winning the MVP? I forgot. Uh, We don't have to talk about that. (laughs) But but see but hold on. But he got hurt. But, but so. hold on. But seeing what Brock Purdy is doing now with this team, yeah. Do you see why I thought Trey Lance could win the MVP? Absolutely. Look at the team Absolutely. around. Absolutely. Look at the coach. And that's you, the point. And if they had even with Lance healthy, if they had added McCaffrey to this, holy cow. But Carla, and just looking at the teams in the NFC, if there's a team that matches up against the Philadelphia Eagles, when they have Jalen Hurts at quarterback. You have to say it's the San Francisco 49ers. That's it. That's it. That's I mean, the only we, one. We, we know what the 49ers can do against the Dallas Cowboys. I, I But this is why I think it's important for the Eagles to be at home. They yeah. have to have everything in their favor when they are going against game. the 49ers. Because I'm making the assumption the 49ers are going to be in the NFC Championship game. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Oh, there is a huge... Huge Monday night football game tonight. That is the 49ers and the Cowboys. We're going to get to... What am I saying? The 49ers and the Cowboys. It's the the uh, the what? Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. There you I was go. looking at the screen. I'm like, 49ers, <laughs> Cowboys. You idiot. Way to start off the New Year's sharp.
Holy cow. We'll get to that in just a few. And also, a good David and Goliath story and a, a fan base that absolutely is out of their freaking minds. We're getting to that in just moments as well. After this, we're friends at FanDuel. Now, look, NFL wildcard weekend almost here. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770 stop in Louisiana 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee Greeny, the podcast Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
And a knee is taken by Bennett to run off the last three seconds. And the number one undefeated Georgia Bulldogs win a classic to advance to the college football playoff national championship. 42-41 to 41 is your final. That was Joe Tessitore on ESPN Radio. Look, two amazing games, rough days for the Big Ten. Yeah. But two amazing games with TCU winning 51-45 over Michigan and then that game the other night. Uh, I don't think you could ask for any better. But Canty, I have to tell you, I, I'm disappointed because I don't think we got the best matchup. And yes, this is going to be your segment of TCU hate. But I, I think that this could set up to be not such a great championship game. Yeah, well, we know it's not a great matchup, Carlin, because Vegas has Georgia favored by 13 yeah. against TCU, which would be the largest in the college football playoff era. So you just know that it feels like from a talent standpoint, TCU is going to be a little bit outmatched. But credit where credit is due, man. A lot of people had a lot to say about TCU punching their ticket and getting into the playoff, including me. I didn't think they belonged. But they found a way to be able to beat Michigan. And, Carlin, that was really a one-sided affair. Even though Michigan made a couple of runs at it to make it an interesting game, they weren't able to overcome the miscues. And that was a lot of forced errors by Sonny Dyke's defense on that Michigan Wolverines offense. And so, yeah, man, I, I didn't see it coming. The one thing that drove me crazy in watching that game was trying to figure out why Michigan kept blitzing when TCU and Max Duggins kept burning them on the blitz. Yeah. Max Duggan against the blitz was 6-12 for 133 yards and two touchdowns. At, at some point, I was just like, Michigan, stop blitzing. They got it figured out. The, don't leave Quentin Jefferson one-on-one. And that 76-yard touchdown is really the moment for me when I realized – it ain't going to happen for Michigan, as great as J.J. McCarthy was at spots. Well, here this was the thing. If you're Michigan, you cannot get into a position where you are in a shootout and it becomes between Max Duggan and J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. J.J. McCarthy's a nice player, and he had a he had a good year for a Michigan quarterback at 20 touchdowns and three picks. But that was not a game. And I don't want to – Blake Corum being out, I understand what that meant. But I know that Donovan Edwards is more than capable as well, as we have already seen. This game could not be a game that Michigan could be trying to go up and down the field. When they fall behind 21-6, you know, 21-3, whatever it was, they put themselves in a terrible, terrible spot. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, having said that, if you're Michigan, when you came back, you still had chances to win that game, and just the the continued shooting yourself in the foot yeah. just drove me absolutely nuts. No, I mean— That's even, not supposed to be what Harbaugh's I mean, did. listen, the last play on offense for Michigan was a microcosm of the game, right? Jason McCarthy is looking at the coverage. The center snaps the ball, not paying attention. They don't even get a chance to have some semblance of a play. But think about this. When they overturned the, uh, the Roman Wilson touchdown early on, and they had the goal-to-goal situation, and they fumbled the very next play. Oh, God. Like, those are the things that you can't have happen, Carlin. I I mean, you had a pick-six. You had a couple of pick-six situations in there. Those can't happen. Like, I I, want to hear the Michigan people complain about that, like, that play, because you punch it in on the next play. That's all there is to it. Don't fumble. Yeah. You want to complain about the no-targeting call at the end of the game? Sure, it was targeting, but that's not why you lost the game. No. 
It's not why you lost the game. I mean, Carlin, even if you want to go to the fumble that they had um, in early in the second quarter, like those are the types of things that you can't allow to happen if you're trying to win a championship game. And and so that's the part that's a little disappointing. If you're a Michigan fan, two years in a row you've beaten Ohio State, and Ohio State put up more of a fight against Georgia, who's the number one team in the land, versus what you did against TCU. And for all the critics out there about Jim Harbaugh, he gave more fuel to the fire because, Carlin, that was his sixth consecutive bowl loss. Six straight. At some point, something about that has to change because at Michigan, it ain't just about winning the Big Ten. It's about competing for a national title. And you had an opportunity to get to the big game against TCU, who from a talent standpoint, a lot of people would say is inferior, and it just didn't work out. Then on the flip side, I cannot take the Ohio State people who want to fire Ryan Day. And there's a lot of them. Why? I, I don't why, know. Why do you want to fire Brian, Ryan Day? Why, if why you, you think, if you're going to point to that game, well, we had this lead and we had that lead, look at who you're playing. Look at the speed that that other team played with. You lost by a point to the best team in the country. Yeah. There's no getting around that Georgia is the best team in the country. And they have become the new Alabama over the last couple of years. You lost by a point. The guy is 45 and 6. 45 and 6. Yeah. And you want to fire him. You talk about competing for national championships, yes, but Ohio State is consistently there and has been consistently there. Yeah. A couple of big plays in that game. First of all, Marvin Jones, Marvin Harrison Jr. getting knocked out. Yeah. That was big cuz he had a huge first half. Carl, Chris, I want to say in the first half he had receiver. five catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. He is a great, That was the great player. that was the first half, but when he got knocked out in the second half, you could tell offensively in the passing game they struggled a little bit. And then the one where uh, Lathan Ransom falls down and Arian Smith catches the deep ball touchdown mm-hmm. on third down. Like, that was another one of those plays where it's just like, ah, they gave up an opportunity right there, and it felt like at that moment Georgia was going to be able to take control. But I will say this. C.J. Stroud made himself a whole lot of money in that game. Look, Carl- Carlin, you've covered several games that he's played in this season, and you said – you didn't necessarily see top five special from the kid. We did the other day. We saw that on Saturday night. Yeah. He was special. Uh, I mean, just the playmaking ability. Even the long scramble that he had on that final drive, Carlin, to put them in plus territory and set up a field goal opportunity for Noah Ruggles. There was just an overall command and a poise that he played with that that was really, really big time. Carlin, there were some far hash throws where it's just like, the ball looks different coming out of his hands versus Stetson Bennett and J.J. McCarthy and Max Dogan. You can just tell this dude is at a different level. He's special. Yeah. Uh, if I have a chance to get him at the top of the draft and I need a quarterback, I would put He's him— He's the best pure passer in the, in the draft. Yeah. He's the best and, pure and, passer and in the draft. And keep in mind, Chris, he was making those plays through his feet. He's not a runner. No. But Carlin, he like, a, and granted, they count sacks toward the run in college football. Yeah, he had like seventy yards rushing all year. That includes sacks, but still, yeah. I mean, listen, it's not his game. He's, he he had some great scrambles. Yeah, he had some great moments where you saw the poise in the pocket, him being able to climb the pocket and deliver the football downfield. But then also, Carlin, there were some design quarterback runs in there too. Now there was the one for the first down that got called back because of the illegal motion. But I mean, there were some plays in there. Where you're like, man, this C.J. Stroud kid, he hadn't been known as a runner, but it doesn't mean that he can't run. And keeping in mind, those guys on Georgia's defense, all them guys playing on Sunday. Oh, yeah. 
Those are NFL caliber players, and he was doing that. So near flawless game by C.J. Stroud. By far the better quarterback on the field. The game peaked at 23.9 million viewers. Most watched primetime college football playoff semifinal since year one. Wow. Wow. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We have got a huge Monday night football game coming up. We will get to that. It is the Bills and the Bengals. A little Monday night preview, but up next, the Giants are back in the playoffs for the first time in six years. Are all of the pieces in place, or is this just a stopover? We ask one of our experts in moments. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. I don't know if you can call it a successful season. Yes, you take steps forward with wins, but you still don't have an answer at the most important position and you thought you would. It's Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. Did you know that ESPN Radio has you covered for bull game action? Tune in today, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, followed by the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic and the Rose Bowl game, presented by Prudential. Coverage begins 12.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The great Herm Edwards, ESPN football analyst, joins us right now. Coach, it's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, and for Greeny today, we appreciate a few minutes. When you look at the Jets, your former team, is it at least good to have clarity that the quarterback is not on the roster moving forward? (laughs) Well, uh, it's been a discussion over the last couple weeks, right? And uh, I I think you said it right. Um, For the long term, anyway, uh, 
I, I would think uh, it's a shame, too, because they got off to a really good start. And then the quarterback thing really kind of reared its head, and they haven't found an answer for it yet. Um, I don't know if he's in the building. Uh, I do know this. They got an outstanding defense, have some young receivers, um, have a really good secondary. But when you don't have a quarterback that feels 150 yards long, it's just hard to move the ball. Well, Herm, switching gears to a team that's actually going to be in the playoffs in the tri-state area. Mm. That would be my New York Giants. They punched their I ticket to the tournament. I had to, <laughs> Herm. I had to because they're in the tournament for the first time since 2016, ending Boy. the third longest yep. current playoff drought. And and yesterday, there Brian Dable said that he was going to play his starters in Week 18. Now, it's an inconsequential game for the Giants because they're locked into the sixth seed no matter what happens. But if you're the head coach, break down the rust versus rest argument and would you play your starters in Week 18 if it couldn't improve your playoff standing? You know what, and you know this, I would do it this way. Um, I would let them start the game off kind of like the preseason, you know, get some reps in there. and I have a certain number for certain players and then get them out. And, and try to and try to do it that way. I mean, it's a long season. You know, when you look at the season, just think about the quarterbacks now. There's only 12 quarterbacks in the National Football League that have made it through the season thus far. That's not good. That's just that's not good football. That's not good for the National Football League. When either this has happened to them, either you change the quarterback due to injury, or you change the quarterback due to um, his failure to to lead the team. And so there's only been 12 of them that actually have played every game this fall. That, that's, that's, a, that's a low number, guys. That's a really low number. And um, that's a problem when you have to, you know, play, uh, you know, musical chairs with the quarterback. Herm, can the Giants beat the Vikings in the playoffs? Yeah. Will they? Ah, I think Minnesota's a whole different football team when they play at home. But um, – Guys, you look at this league, what, and, and every week we sit here and we scratch our head when we think we figured it out. And, and I've always said this, you know, it, it's not who you play, it's how you play the day you play. It, 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 it's the bottom line. And then the guy that plays with the ball, how's he going to play today? And if you have a really good one, you got a good feeling that, yeah, you're going to be all right. If you have a guy, you kind of, well, I don't know. Then you go into the game going, I don't know. And you're trying to figure it out as you play. And that's why, you know, you look at it, uh, the league really, uh, you know, they did a nice job, the NFL. I mean, it's very competitive. I mean, you see eight and eight teams beating, you know, teams with 12 wins. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, you think it matters. I mean, Philadelphia Eagles, look, guys, they lost to the Saints at home. Mm. They lost to the Saints at home. Now, we, we said the Giants, okay, they were, excuse me, we said the Eagles lost to the Dallas Cowboys, okay. Minshew's playing. They turned the ball over four times. Now they come home, go, okay, you know, we're trying to get home field advantage all the way through. And they mess around and lose to the Saints. I mean, come on. At home in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and we're talking with ESPN football analyst and our resident head coach, Herm Edwards, on Greeny. Uh, coach, uh, you're taking me exactly where I wanted to go because – it feels like the problems that the Eagles are experiencing in the last couple of weeks go beyond Jalen Hurts. How, how concerned are you with what you're seeing from the Philadelphia Eagles knowing this time of year you want to start moving toward playing your best ball? It doesn't feel like that's, that's the direction that this Eagles team is headed in. Well, I think this. I think they're so 
asphyxiated with the big play. And you watch the game yesterday, and you go, well, wait a minute now. I said, you know, they got a pretty good defense. They got Minshew. They had four turnovers last. We gave up 20 points total on turnovers. Will you just run the ball some, just a little bit, just to tease us just a little bit? But that's not the case. It's like they're trying to they're trying to end the game in the first quarter. Let's get up on these guys. No, just go find a way to win the game. Run the ball. Your best runner is sitting on the sideline with a shoulder right now. That's the quarterback, right? And so they got into this game of guys. They didn't make a first down till the, till the first till the end of the first half. They had first down at home. You know how it is at home playing in Philadelphia. You don't make a first down. That's hard, man. That's hard. That's hard to do. They're getting in their own way. They just like they're trying to end the game in the first quarter. You got to play the game out, man. Just play the game. Run the football. Let your defense play. Just make the Saints make a mistake. No, no, no. They didn't want to do that. They're trying to end the game in the first quarter. Herm Edwards, great, great insight with Herm right now. ESPN football analyst, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Um, When you look at tonight's matchup between Mm. the Bills and the Bengals, does this, is, are these the two most dangerous playoff teams overall outside the Chiefs? Yeah, they make you nervous <laughs> in, 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 in this sense. Um, the Bills make you nervous because of the quarterback, because of the unannounced play he's going to make that's not scripted. You know, he's got 32 passing touchdowns, but here comes the problem. He runs the ball 115 times for seven touchdowns. And he's a big man and he can run. You know, he, he ain't one of those guys want to slide. You know, he, he's going to run. Well, Burroughs, you know, very accurate, poised in the pocket, has some really talented receivers. They got a good run game. Their defense is playing better. And I, what I like about both these teams, they play outside. The elements don't affect who they are. They just they play outside. And they're both they're evenly matched when you look at points scored, you look at the defense, maybe the, 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 the Bills' defense play a little bit better than the red zone on third down. Turnovers are Allen's problem a little bit. You know, he's got, what, 13 of them. Joe Burrows has 12. You know, so this is a, a, a match where, and I said it earlier, that, guys, this might end up being the kicker, right? At the end, who makes the kick to win it in a game like this? But I like both these teams. They're scary. San Francisco 49ers are scary. You know, they're playing with a rookie quarterback, and yesterday – all of a sudden, that as good as that defense has been, and I heard you guys talk about that defense. We all talk about it. They gave up 500 yards yesterday, guys. To the backup, mm. to the backup, backup quarterback. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about that? It's just you can't. As soon as you think you figure it out, we want to, we want to, we want to anoint these uh, team. We go, okay, they're the guys now. They gave up 500 yards yesterday. I'm watching that scratching my head. I said, this quarterback, he, you know, he just got there like two days ago. Yeah. Not what you want, Herm. Uh, but I got to ask you about another decision that we saw uh, this past week, and it didn't necessarily work out. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but Ron Rivera yeah. made the call to pull Taylor Heineke yeah. in that game against the 49ers, and ultimately it ends up backfiring with starting Carson Wentz because they have the lowest output offensively since week six, which coincidentally was Carson Wentz's last start. So when you evaluate that decision, Herm, what do you make of it? I think Ron was in a spot where the other kid, you know, they were they were they had lost a couple in a row, and and he thought the veteran guy could come in there and, you know, maybe 
to light a fire to them and it ended up backfiring, right? And that's the shame of it. When, when, you, when you struggle with a quarterback, we've seen it with the Jets guys, right? I mean, the one kid was, you know, was playing pretty good early and then he didn't handle it very well. It just wasn't mature enough to handle the position. Then they put Mike White up there and the flags are going up. Mike White's our guy. And now all of a sudden, you look at those guys, they lost five in a row, you know, and it's just, it's hard, guys. When you don't get consistency out of the quarterback, I mean, it, it just makes it very difficult, you know, it, 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 because he plays with the ball. He affects everybody. I mean, you look at the Giants, okay? You're, you're your former team. The one thing you can say about that kid, now, is he going to beat you throwing it? No, but you know what? He plays within his, his skill level. They, they, they do things where he can – you know, just play within the skill level. He's a good enough runner. We can make a couple plays. And, and, and they just play a certain way. They got a certain style they play. And they don't try to get out of that comfort zone, right? And unless you, you know, get up on them, then they don't have to get out of the comfort zone. A, a lot of teams are built that way. The Ravens are built that way, right? I mean, Lamar Jackson, when he's in there, they score 20-something points a game, almost 28. Now the other kids are in there, they're only scoring 12. They can't score any points. It's just, it's how you built. You know, I, and you you got to go with the way you're built. You can't change all of a sudden and say, "Well, we want to be this other team." It's too late, guys. You are what you are for this year. Herm Edwards, awesome stuff as usual. We appreciate it, Herm. Thanks. God bless you both. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I, I tell you, you, you ever want to feel better about yourself? Listen to Herm talk for a few minutes. No he doubt about up. it. He gets he you can, fired up. He can it? get you going no, yeah. no matter what the scenario is. Yeah, but unfortunately, Carson Wentz couldn't get the commanders going. No. And, no. and here's the thing, Carlin. You're talking about that costing you an opportunity at the playoffs. <sighs> I, I mean, I, I love Ron Rivera. Coach didn't know I, it either. I, I think he's a good man. I consider him a friend. Uh-huh. Carlin, that might be a fireable offense. Yeah. It yeah. might be. It I, might be. I, unfortunately, it may be the end for Ron here. Yeah. And I, it's on because listen, when you go into that organization to begin with, it feels like a no win scenario. Yeah. It really does. Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Bengals and the Bills tonight. I am, um, I, I am in this headspace right now where I still want to see a Bills Chiefs. AFC championship game in Buffalo. Mm. We've already seen the Bills win in Kansas City this year, but Mm. we all know what the bugaboo is. Can they beat them in the playoffs? Do you believe that the winner of this game is the best matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason? Uh, yes, I would say it's the best matchup. I would feel better about it if it ends up being the Bengals just because we've seen them do it three times over the last calendar year beat the they've Kansas City them. Chiefs, and they've done it in Arrowhead Yep, when it mattered the most. So I, I, I think the winner of this game is the best matchup in the playoff field for the Kansas City Chiefs. I will also say this. Don't sleep on the Los Angeles Chargers. And I don't trust Brandon Staley. I don't trust that organization. But they are getting healthy at the right time. And they're the playing season better. Call. And they're, that defense is playing better. Defense so that's is playing a, much listen, better. A big part of winning in the postseason is having pass rush. There ain't too many better pass rush tandems than Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. I, I can't argue with that. I, you know, I, and I and, and the wide receivers the are getting better. Mike Williams made a hell of a catch yesterday. Keenan Allen. I, I mean, it just it, Gerald Everett. It feels like that team is is hitting its stride at the right time. I don't I don't trust them because I don't trust the head coach, and and I don't trust the organization. 
But that's another team that could that could be a problem for one of these three at the top of the conference. Well, when they lost beginning of December to the Raiders, I thought they were there's no way I thought they'd get to ten wins. Yeah. No way. Yeah. They've done a heck of a job yeah. to win the last four. And, and right now they're the five seed. Yeah, and granted, they've been a couple of them been against bad teams, but they would still have gotten the job done to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And uh they could stay at the they need to win to stay at the five seed. Otherwise they would need help. Yeah. Uh for me tonight with Burrow, I'm I'm also fascinated to see Burrow in these conditions. Yeah. To see what that looks like. Because I do, as much as we talk about the most dangerous players left, Chase, to me, when healthy, is the most dangerous player left. Yeah. He's, he's a game-breaker. Boy, I, like, if I'm breaker. lining up on defense against that guy, it scares the heck out of me. Yeah. It and scares. It's going to scare the hell out of that Bills defense oh. tonight. So good luck with that. Carlin, 85% of the cash ATS on the Buffalo Bills tonight. Wow. That's a big That's number. A, yeah, the Bills are favored by a point and a half. Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay? Oh, and benefits too? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. I fully expect, fully expect the Bills to get the job done tonight. Why? I don't know. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.